I like a surprise ending. I don't know about you, but I like it when I'm watching a, a movie or reading a book and, and I think I have it all figured out. And then something completely unexpected happens. You know, the person that I thought committed the crime, they're actually innocent. It's this other guy that did it or, or, or something that I expected was going to happen doesn't happen, but something even better happens. I like a surprise ending. Well, here in this parable of the store, Jesus gives us a surprise ending, something that the people he was speaking to in that day didn't expect. We miss it a little bit today because we're in a slightly different culture, a slightly different age. And yet it's very important we understand the surprise of what Jesus says here in verse 8. Here's what he says, how the parable concludes in verse 8. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up grew and produced a crop, multiplying 30, 60, or even 100 times. Did you catch the surprise? Well, you're going to hope in, in just a minute as we, we take a look at this today. In this passage that encourages all of us to be the good soil. Now, before we get to su- the surprise, let me talk a little bit about something that, that is a very important part of this parable. The idea that all of us as believers need to keep sowing. It would be very easy to misunderstand this parable. To take this parable as a direction from Jesus for us to go around and kind of test the soil. And see, is this a good soil here? I'll I'll, I'll sow there. But this soil over here, they're never going to listen. So I don't need to tell them about Jesus. No, that's not what Jesus is saying at all. In fact, he's saying exactly the opposite. We'll see in, in just a moment. The farmer here doesn't discriminate with where he throws his seed. He just casts it out there into the field. And some of it does fall where it doesn't grow. But in order to get some of that seed in the good soil, some of it had to fall in the soil that wasn't so good. But the farmer didn't stop sowing his seed just because some of it didn't grow. In fact, he kept sowing the seed knowing that some of it wasn't going to grow. He didn't get frustrated. He didn't get angry. He just keeps sowing. We must not make the mistake in our life as believers of refusing to sow the seed of the gospel because we think it's not going to do any good there. Now, we wouldn't say that out loud. We wouldn't say that in in church, but sometimes we make that mistake practically. We, We see a person and they're far from God. Maybe we've shared with them a couple of times and nothing happened. And we finally decide, well, I need to just move on. They're just not going to respond. Or we see a section of town that seems so enamored to sin that we think, well, we might as well not go there with the gospel. They're not going to listen anyway. Think about this parable, if that thought crosses your mind. Here's this farmer, and he's throwing out the seed. And three out of four of his seeds don't grow. Over the last few weeks, we've seen how he throws some of the seed out. It falls onto the hard path where it can't even begin to take root, and immediately the birds come and take it away. 
Some of the seed falls on some rocky soil and it looks like it starts to grow, but then it withers away very quickly and doesn't produce any fruit. Some of the seed falls amongst the weeds and doesn't have a chance to get where it can produce fruit because the weeds choke it out. Think about that. 75% of the seed that this fellow sows is wasted. Three out of four seeds he throws down do nothing. Now, from one perspective, it might seem like this farmer would have been smarter to just keep his seed, take it home, crush it into some flour, and make some bread. At least having a sandwich would be better than having nothing. Sometimes we may be tempted to think that way as believers. Sowing the seed is hard work. Living for Christ is hard. Sharing your faith can be extremely frustrating. Now, I don't know for sure about these statistics, but I've heard this many times. And and in my experience, it seems to be pretty true. It may be in yours as well. That it takes sharing the gospel ten times to reach one person. Now, that means 90% of the time we share the gospel and from our perspective, nothing seems to happen. It seems to be almost a waste of time. In fact, it seems to be there would be much more productive ways to spend our resources, to spend our time. But that ignores some very important truths. First, it ignores what Paul would later describe as the spiritual harvesting process. He talks about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7, where Paul writes, So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. Now what Paul is saying is, he's talking about himself, saying, I'm, I'm not anything as I sow the seed. And the person that comes behind me and, and, and helps those who have heard to finally come around to hear that, they're not the ones that are doing this. God is the one who saves people. Folks, God has not commanded us to go out and save people. He's commanded us to go out and share the gospel. Jesus does the saving. We leave that in His hands. We follow His command to sow the seed, to share the gospel, and then... God does the rest. When we start thinking, you know, I shared the gospel and it just didn't seem to do any good, so I don't really think I'm going to do anymore. We place the focus on us as if it is our work that is going to bring them to Jesus. Jesus does the saving, not us. Something we need to understand is you don't know what your seed is doing as you share your testimony for Christ, as you share a verse of Scripture with a friend, as you invite somebody to church. And and on the outside, it seems like nothing is happening. But you don't know. Paul writes another passage in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, where he says, Let us not become weary in well-doing, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. 
We don't know where we are in a person's life in that harvest process. When we share the gospel with them, it may be the first time they've ever heard the gospel. They may be somewhere in that watering process that they've heard the gospel, but they're, they're still struggling with it. The Holy Spirit is still softening their heart. Or we may be blessed to be there at that time when the Holy Spirit draws them in and they come to Christ. We, we don't know where we are in that process. From our human eyes, we can't see where we are in that harvesting process. So just keep sowing. Because the harvest is coming. The average harvest in the Palestinian area during the New Testament time, a good harvest would have been about seven to eight times the amount sown. A tenfold harvest would have been time for celebration. That was really, really good. Now, we've improved on that in our day, and that's one place where the surprise kind of Misses us a little bit because in our day we, we get a little bit more with that. We have, you know, the fertilizers and all the different studies that they've done in, in agriculture that have made the harvest be much more than, than what it would have been there. But, but in the New Testament day, you know, a tenfold harvest, that'd be pretty good. You'd be very pleased with that. What Jesus shares is something exceptional. Now, this is the surprise. It really was no surprise to anybody that some of the seed that the farmer sows fell on the path and it doesn't grow, that some of the seed falls in the weeds and it doesn't grow, that some of the seed falls on the rocky places and it doesn't grow. They were used to that. I mean, that's just the way Palestine was. You know, they, that was the way. It, that was no surprise to them. And it's no surprise that some of it fell in some good soil and brought a harvest. Yeah, they got a harvest. You know, ten times the, the harvest. That'd be pretty good. But Jesus talks about a harvest 30-fold. Wow. If a farmer got a 30-fold harvest in the New Testament day, they'd be doing cartwheels in the field. They'd be going, wow, this is great. Or if they got a 60-fold harvest, I mean, they'd be calling all their friends over saying, you've got to come see what this field is doing. I got 60 times the amount that I planted. What are... Or a hundredfold, they'd have been on the front page of the Jerusalem Gazette with their picture and a blue ribbon about the harvest that they brought in. That's the surprise here. Nobody expected Jesus to say something like that. Thirty, sixty, a hundredfold? Wow, how does that happen? Where do I find that soil? Or more importantly, how can I be? That kind of soil. That kind of soil that brings a 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold harvest. How can I be like that? So Jesus gives the secret in the last thing he says in the parable, verse 9. Here's what he says. Then Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now Jesus repeats that phrase, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Over and over and over again throughout his teaching. Very often, after he has told the parable, he will make that very statement. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. It's kind of his, were you listening to what I said? <laughs> kind of a moment. Or, or as one of my professors in, in college would say, as he was about to say something and we'd all kind of fallen asleep. Nobody was really taking notes. But he knew that what he was about to say was something that was going to appear on the test. He would say, it would be a really good idea for you to write this down. <laughs> and we knew when he said that, oh, I need to wake up and write that down because I'm going to see this again. Jesus 
wants us to hear this. The way for your life to be the kind of soil that brings a 30-fold increase, a 60-fold increase, a 100-fold increase is listen to what Jesus says and do it. Now, In his explanation of the parable to his disciples, Jesus put it this way down in verse 20. Others like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. Did you get that? Hear the word, accept it, and produce. Hear what Jesus said, believe it, and do it. And here comes the surprise ending. 30, 60, or even a hundred times what was sown. Hearing the word, accepting it, and doing it. That's what makes us fruitful soil. Soil where God can work. Soil where God can bring a harvest that is beyond even what we could imagine. No wonder Jesus tells his disciples in Matthew chapter 9, verse 37, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his field. We, through our human eyes, sometimes don't see the possibilities, but Jesus does. People listening to Jesus' parable would have been very familiar with being excited about an eightfold, tenfold harvest. Jesus sees something much, much bigger than that. Most people saw a noisy, smoke belching contraption that just kept getting in the way of their horse and carriage. Henry Ford saw the possibility of transforming the way that people get around. Most people saw a dim, short-lived spark. But Thomas Edison saw a new way to light homes and businesses and cities. Most people saw a box full of wires. But Steve Jobs saw a way to transform the way that we work and communicate. Some people are just able to think that way. To look at what everybody else is seeing and see something different, see something amazing, see something surprising, see the possibilities. How do you... See your home, your neighborhood, your business where you work, your school where you go? Do you just look around and see a bunch of frustrating and failed expectations? Do you just see the rocks and the weeds? Or do you see the possibilities? Keep Sowing the seed. Now think about this. If those statistics I mentioned a moment ago are true, if it really does take ten times of sharing the gospel to reach one person, think about what that's like. You go and you share the gospel with somebody and nothing happens. You go to somebody else and you invite them to come to church with you and they don't show up. You go to somebody else and you share your favorite scripture. And they just seems like, well, okay, whatever. 
You go to somebody else and you you share your testimony. You pour your heart out. This is your life. This is how God changed you. And they kind of yawn and say, well, that's good for you, but not for me. And then you go again, you go again, you go again, you go again, you go again. Nothing. And you're thinking to yourself, you know, I just don't have the gift. I'm just not any good at this evangelism thing. I just can't seem to say it the right way. I need to let the people that know what they're doing do this. And you stopped one short of the one who would respond. You stopped one person short of being able to see God transform someone's life. You stopped one person short of being able to watch the Holy Spirit work in someone's heart and bring them to a brand new life in Christ. All because you didn't see the possibilities All you saw was the weeds and the rocks. Don't stop sowing the seed. Just keep casting it out there. And yes, some of it's going to fall on the road. Yes, some of it's going to fall on the rocks. Yes, some of it, the weeds are going to choke it out. But some of it, some of it is going to bring this, not just a harvest, Not just some seven, eight, ten times like normal harvest. It's going to bring a harvest you can't even imagine. Thirty, sixty, a hundred fold. If you'll just keep sowing the seed. Heavenly Father, first of all, make us good soil. If we don't want to be the rocky stuff. We don't want to harden our heart. We don't want to let the weeds of life crowd what you're trying to tell us out. God, we want to be good, fertile soil for you. Soil that you can use to bring about this kind of harvest that you described in this parable. God, that's what we want to be. We want to be the hundredfold harvest. So God, help us do what you've said. Help us listen. Help us believe it. Help us accept it. And then help us do it. Help us listen to what you're saying. Help us to accept it into our life. And then help us go out there and do it. God, help us keep sowing the seed. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.